There is hope for us yet We are young, we are I am Holly Whitaker, and I am Laura McCowan, and this is Home Podcast. Hey, Nadia. How you doing? Hi. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) My last day here in Colorado visiting the family, and we are calling, well, I'm calling it on my phone, so it sounds like I'm calling it on my phone. It does. Which I'm sure drives me nuts and everyone else nuts, but it is what it is. We're we're eight hours apart. You're in Rome and I'm in Denver. Yeah. And um, and yeah, I mean, it's things are things are good. Or do you, I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, like things are good. It's been a okay. Okay. All right. Oh, we'll let that go. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just you know, family is awesome, and then it's like you hit your expiration date and time to go but it's been a great trip and it's beautiful here and beautiful outside and got to spend my birthday with my family which hasn't happened in a really long time and yeah yeah and I'll be happy to (laughs) thank you I know it was a good one good good so it's been what what 10 days since we recorded and we're doing the intro for the second half right yeah, it's been 10 days since we recorded our very long hour and a half, it was almost, it was an hour and 45 minute long um, podcast on dating. And, um, mm-hmm. and it's been, it's been an interesting 10 days um, in my life, especially in terms of, um, in a couple, I think for both of us, I think it was a really heavy episode to, to, and, and this is the second part of it, but these have been probably the heaviest episodes and maybe not the heaviest, but just the what what would you say was the most um more most personal for sure it was i mean i'm used to writing about it talking about almost everything but i don't talk don't really talk about our like dating life or love life or any of that in detail like i just don't um well i so do i mean was, i do i write about it you do I, you do yeah and it was still very hard and i think it was it's just really hard I mean, for me, it's really hard because it's my, it's probably, it's the thing that's, that's the, that's the hardest struggle for me. It is like my relationships Mm -hmm. are, is, is undoubtedly the hardest thing for, for me um, right now. Right. And I always go back to this where Marianne Williamson talks about how, um, you know, essentially she talks about something about calling him, you know, like calling him, you know, 10 times a day. And the only reason that she knows how to talk to people about calling him 10 times a day because she calls him 10 times a day. And <laughs> you know, like, there's this really, you know, beautiful part of this, which is like, I know I'm going through my stuff right now, but I also know that I'm, I'm learning so much. And I'm, it's, it's something that I'm also going to be able to, to, you know, help other people with at some point, but you know, it's right. Awesome, yeah. It's, like, hard. It hard. Is. it's very hard. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think I told you I was in the car. One of my friends wanted to listen to the episode, um, it like in the car with me. Ugh. He hadn't heard it yet, and we started to turn it on. And I was like, "What? No, no, no! I would shut that off now. Go listen to it later." Yeah, yeah, and he knows everything. It's yeah, it's just it's really um, it's a tough one. It's I think our right? Like the degree, you put it out there and you're not sitting around in an audience listening to yourself talk about your most interpersonal stuff. Ugh. 
Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and it's just been, and it's so funny because that day, I mean, like literally that next day, um, my dating life, like, I mean, not my dating life, but this, you know, my my man stuff imploded again, you know, and it's been, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like, um, it's just funny as we've been talking about it. It's just been, um, it's just the volumes turned up in my life as well and so as I was telling right. you like and you know I wouldn't if we recorded this today if we had if we you know instead of 10 days ago it would be a much different story but um the beauty of this is that it um it's all an evolution and we get to come back to this and you know many times in a year from now it'll be a very different story for both of us and that's yeah exciting about all of this or not <laughs> <laughs> or not no or we'll be like when am I gonna learn <laughs> but I think we do learn I mean like I do I do yeah we do like I do believe that I believe I mean I I firmly believe that the girl that you know coming back to Rome I get to like go through the same it's weird because I compare it's like taking time out of my life to actually compare where I was to where I am like it's really it really is mm-hmm. And I, where I was a year ago was just a hot mess. I mean, a total hot mess. And where I am now I know. is um, a warm mess. Well, not even, you know, and I don't <laughs> call it a, a mess. I feel really proud of the, of, you know, I, I still, I have many moments, but at the same time, I'm seeing myself in these moments more and more and more. And I'm actually stopping myself as I'm in them and, and learning as I'm going through them. And so, yeah, it's, I don't. Totally. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be, no, 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 no. We'll be no, I'm just being kind of funny because it's the stuff that just never ends, you know. It's like yeah. we'll stop learning about this when we when we're dead. dead. I mean Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get better at it. Yeah, totally. All right. So with um without further ado, we are going to be um this is the second half of the dating episode um that we launched. Episode six aired last week, the first half of this, and this is the second half. And um, mm-hmm. Next week, I'm very excited to announce that Laura and I will be doing our first letters episode where we are taking our letters that we receive from Dear Hip Sobriety and Ask I Fly that are unanswered and we are mm-hmm. answering them. So good stuff. Yeah, guys. no, I'm so, so excited about that. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got some good ones for our first, so we, yeah, that we agreed we would answer for the first episode. I was thinking about them when I was running this morning. Yeah, I've been thinking about them um, too. So I'm excited about that. And um, yeah, so that's where we are. Mm-hmm. And by the time we record again, we'll be back. Well, no, you'll still be in Rome. You have yeah. uh, four more days there. And I will be back in uh, Boston tomorrow, back on home turf. And home turf. Yay. And then not too long, we'll be both back in our, our respective homes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, until then, have a safe flight back home. Thanks, love. Arrivederci. Ciao. If alcohol is a deal breaker from someone else's perspective um, for being in a relationship with me, then then that's not my... That's, it's not it's about your me person, and right. it's not my guy, you know? Right. Yeah. It takes, it's hard to get there though. It's really hard to get there. And it's so, um, especially, and I'm still in early sobriety and I, you know, I just haven't had that many, uh, instances come up, but it, 
and I also have a lot of friends, you know, now I'm thinking I have a lot of friends who have been sober for a long, long time and have, are married, um, are dating people. Some of them drink, some of them don't, it seems to just work itself out. Um, but when you're first sober, when I was first sober, it was like, how is this ever, ever going to work? You know, I can't imagine like how, how boring is that to go on a date and not have wine? You know, how does that suck? And how, you know, all of those things. And, um, it's big. Um, but then it, you know, it doesn't feel that way anymore, which is something again, another thing. I never thought I would feel that way. Um, yeah. And I've had the opposite experience from that. I just, I think for me, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't right. Because first of all, again, I didn't go out. I didn't date right away, but it wasn't, um, I don't, I don't know. I forced it pretty early on. Like I said, I did the Tinder thing. I went out on a date and I told him straight up, I didn't drink. And, you know, and that was that. And I, I don't know, I don't know how to say it other than to say it was devastating because when, when that first thing happened in July, it was devastating because, um, because I was rejected based on that. Right. That was right. big. That was very, very big. But you, I think that the difference is that you didn't, you didn't, I still wanted to I didn't want to be sober and I still mourned for alcohol for a long time. <laughs> like that's yeah. the difference. I didn't want to be someone who didn't drink. Yeah. I was uncomfortable and I didn't want, I wanted, I didn't want it. So I think that is why you were able to stand in that and be like, this is what I'm doing. And I feel that I'm good with it and I'm whole in it. And I wasn't. So of course it's going to be like, Oh, you know, well, I felt sexier by it. I don't know how to explain it. I felt really empowered and sexy by it. Like I felt one of my girlfriends and I were talking about it and she was just like, she'd started dating this guy and he was just um, he was like, he was enamored by the fact that she didn't drink. And that was, mm -hmm. you know, and that's how I kind of felt about it. I felt like it was a superpower. Like I said, you know, yeah. I felt like I felt like when I was in those situations, like I don't have to drink to do this, you know, I don't have to. And dates, you know, first dates are awkward. And my option is going out and drinking and, and doing something, you know, and, and having, getting beer goggles and possibly pushing something that I didn't want to be in, which would, had been my history right right of course um, or going out and possibly having a bad date which I did like two times um you know or I don't know it, but it wasn't it wasn't a big it was not um it I didn't it wasn't this big terrible like what the fuck do you do on a date when you're when you're um you know sober and it it, it was just kind of like I figured it was the same as when I was going out you know I just had to you know meditate a lot beforehand you know <laughs> bring my game and we could not be any more different in this area like seriously could not be any more different uh, it's so funny but I feel like that now how you felt then I feel like that now yeah. now I feel like it is a superpower I you know my I had to drink because I was anxious I was socially awkward and anxious all the time yeah. and I had to drink because I you know, and, and I didn't stop feeling like that until maybe like the last few months. I didn't well, stop feeling that. But now I feel like I love, I don't go out to bars, but I love, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm happy to talk to strangers. I don't feel anxious, you know, any more than the normal amount that you do. But I feel like it is my superpower. It's like, I, yeah, I'm fine. 
Well, and, and I do have to say this, like, I have to be honest here. I mean, I faked it, you know, I wasn't, I'm socially, I am socially awkward. I am awkward, 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 right? Like I really truly am. And I used to drink before interviews and before all sorts of things, just because if I get nervous, I get tripped up and I'm, I mean, I just, whatever. Um, I forced it. I like the same way when I went out and I was just like, we're going out till four, you know, it was the same. I forced it. And it's that I hate the, I, I, the fake it till you make it thing. I think I've talked to you before about like, I just really did fake that I was comfortable, you know, even when I was sitting like, because I don't know, pride, I have no idea what it was forcing that like it was going to be the same. And, you know, but I just, my social anxiety did not go away. I still have social anxiety. I still do. But I also, um, you know, I don't, it's not even an option anymore. And I also know how to bring myself into my, I know how to bring, and I'm also in my own skin, but I know how to bring myself into my own skin, if that makes any sense. Yeah, Um, it totally does. Yeah. Yeah, No, I, 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 there is something, I mean, I didn't just arrive one day and go, I am perfectly comfortable in my skin and not anxious anymore. And I can talk to people, you know, I, there's a certain amount of faking it, but there's like, uh, you know, you have to be at that point where you are ready to push yourself to do that. And I was nowhere near that point for so long, you know? So, well, and I'll say like now when I'm, when I'm feeling, when I feel that way, I I just sometimes don't go to things, you know, I still like, I I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm much more toned down, but in the very beginning it was, I didn't want it to, I didn't want it to change my life. You know what I mean? Like, I just was so determined to like, not be, um, I was so determined to keep my life. That was it. I was so determined to just like, um, to really, truly, um, not have drinking be, you know, and it it goes back to Alan Carr, you know, he was just like talking about going on vacations and all sorts of things and just keeping his life as it was. And that was the determining factor. I was just like, I'm going to keep on doing everything that I did before. Yeah. Um, I tried to do that and I suffered. And so I didn't do that. You know, I think it's just, you do what, what feels right. It feels right. And I, you know, I tried to do all that and I suffered and I drank and, you know, I, my, my, the link between men and drinking for me was so tightly bound that there were, there are certain people that if they showed up, if they texted me, I would immediately think about drinking. <laughs> like yeah. one of the guys that I, you know, that I dated for, if you can call it that for a while, I, if I saw him come up on my phone, you know, even six months ago, it would have been like, Oh, that's, you know, we've talked about a trigger. Like I didn't experience triggers going into bars, but I, men uh, trigger, trigger, big trigger. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, we're, I feel like we're getting into the long, long. Yeah. 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 Okay. So like pulling it back in, um, how do I explain to prospective dates that I don't drink? It's, it's evolved over the, it's evolved over time. Um, and it, uh, it just, I tend to just say I don't drink and I also don't tend to explain it at length until, and I, I usually tell them, you know, I, I have to explain what I do for a living now. Um, right. And it, you know, I work in addiction and, um, and I blog and I write about it and I ask them, you know, like kind of going to the point of, you know, I, I don't get into my story. I really don't. Cause I want them to figure it out on their own. I want it to mm-hmm. come out naturally and I want them to really get to know me. Um, and so that's kind of how I approach it. And then I also generally ask them not to read my blog. Um, you know, I just say, if you haven't, oh, I wonder what the, what the actual ratio is of men that you have told to not read your blog and men that have actually not read your blog. Like who doesn't do that? Especially, I mean, right. 
Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And I also expect this. I mean, like, here's the thing. I say it to them and I just say, like, here's the deal. I'll tell you anything you ever want to know about me. Everything you want, I will tell it to you. But please let it come from me. Please don't try and, like, because I just don't want somebody to make up some story in their mind about who I am based off of my writing. Because that's just not, that's not real. There's just no way I would be able to keep myself if someone told me to not smell those roses I'm gonna smell the roses immediately Uh, no I wouldn't I wouldn't I just because I'm I'm very much um and I also kind of put it out there like if the guy's worthy right he's not going to he's gonna take my he's gonna he's gonna actually like if he you know if he respects and wants to get to know me in the right way and he's gonna do it you know no if not then he's you know probably some creepy guy I don't want to date but Anyway. A curious human. <laughs> a curious human. Um, so that's that. And um, okay, so I just explain very, very minimally that I don't drink um, and that I can't drink and that I, I won't ever drink again. And let's leave it at that because mm-hmm. um, I don't want the whole date to be about my drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so my next, the next question is: How have your dates reacted to your sobriety? Has it been a problem for them? And I think we kind of got into that. Do you want Do you want to discuss any more about that? No, I think okay. we kind of covered that. Right. Um. Okay. Oh, this is the best question. Are you dating anybody now? <laughs> Ew. Um. I am dating people. Uh, yeah, I'm dating someone. Um. But nothing you know nothing serious it's funny that we even were dating one no why did we want to why did we why did we want to ask this question because you had said i bet people like i think you said something along the lines of it'll be interesting to know because we never really talk about this like oh i immediately when you asked me i'm like i don't want to talk about this at all okay i'm gonna just not answer because there's nothing interesting to say right now it's um no. Yeah, because well, it go. The next question goes on to how is it different from before? Okay, well, I, can, I can talk about that, and I would rather you talk about your dates because they're interesting. <laughs> um, I will say it's different. Just dating in general, and I, I no, you know, no, no. Answer that question in the long form, but let's let's keep this clean. Are you dating anybody right now? You're passing on this question. I'm passing. <laughs> I think he's thinking, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> I respect that. Are you? So, um, I have been dating. Yeah, I've dated. I've you know since like March of last year. I have, I have dated a couple men, and I blog about this, you know, pretty candidly. And if anybody wants to really know about it, they can, you know, piece together anything from my blog. But yeah, I've been involved. Um, I've been involved in a couple different dating scenarios. And, um, currently right now I am, um, I'm in Italy and I am, it's really easy to date here. Like, Are you on a date right now? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just came from one. Were you on a date today? <laughs> I was on a date today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah. So I, I mean, I am, I'm dating a boy here in Italy and I also have, um, I mean, I, I have love interests, I would say. Yeah, I'm yeah. a dater. I'm a dater and I am dating now. Yeah, I'll say, I mean, I can say that. I'm a dater and I'm, I have love interests, but 
Yeah. yeah. I'm very much also enjoying, like you said, um, figure out myself and like falling in love with myself. <laughs> it sounds yeah. so corny. No, it's I, not. Mm-mm. I am. I mean, I, I love, I, I, it took me a long time to unravel as a not married person and uh it's taking me a long time to unravel as a not drinking person and the I'm like thoroughly enjoying that process like completely so that's that's been awesome it's been awesome and I you know I have spent way 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 more of my life single than I have in a relationship like my my ex-husband was really one of my my second serious relationship in my life Mm -hmm. so I I am I've I'm like in my natural state as a you know when I'm not in a relationship um not that I love it all the time but I I'm finally like I'm finally loving that you know which is which is awesome which is awesome which is awesome instead of wanting to be somewhere else right like yeah yeah, it's funny that you say that. So I will talk a little bit about um, today. Um, I, you know, I've been, I have this like really sweet, like, um, and idealistic thing going on with, with a man here. And um, I, I'm, I'm here in Rome for, you know, 30 days total. And, um, and today, the, before you and I started recording, you know, I just, you and I were talking about it and I was just, you know, like, do I, do I continue seeing this guy? Like it's mm-hmm. it actually, like, I actually feel a little something towards him or do I really just, um, enjoy my time here in Rome and you, you know, we kind of got down to it, which is, I still want to be by myself. I mean, I've been kind of going around for the last, I don't know, year and a half thinking that I want more, thinking that I want more, thinking that I want more. And this isn't necessary. It's not realistic because we don't live in the same country, but it is realistic in that this is my time. And I have this, like, I have this, this longing and this urge still to really truly be alone and to really like, and it's been so, I mean, like, it's part of it is like, when does this expire? You know, when do I get to the end of this? Like wanting this, like, you know, and is this like the trend that I'm going to have for the rest of my life? Am I just like, un, uh, am I not really set up, cut out to be in a relationship? But the truth is, um, I still am in that place where I have been since I started, which is, um, me time still trumps everything else. And I just don't, I, I, I still am. I mean, I, I physically and viscerally reject, um, um, anything that's, um, then invades my space. Right. Oh, of course it does. It completely does. And I know exactly what you mean. And I wish more people did this, you know, in their (laughs) lives. Like I wish, I wish more people did it. And, um, I was, you know, arm wrestle, body wrestled into it. Uh, It's not like what I would have chosen, but I, 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 it's such a valuable like process, especially, getting sober. Like I, you know, there's a, there's no rule. It's nowhere written anywhere in any literature, but there's strong suggestion in, in AA to not date people in the first year. And, you know, I thought that was like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I was so pissed about it. Obviously didn't follow it. Nobody does. But in hindsight, I can see what the value would be in it because it, not because you're going to, you know, not because you're going to go out and drink or relapse, although there's a 
close tie to it, I'm sure, you know, with relationships, but because you're robbing yourself of this process by shoving yourself on a he- another person. And, and it does, you know, it takes up a lot of energy. Like a relationship takes up a lot of energy, the relationship with yourself and a relationship with other people that takes up a lot of energy. And I need as much of my own love and energy as I, as I can get, give myself at this point. So I, I see the value in that. Um, nobody follows it, I, you know, and nobody enforces it. Like there's something that happens we do, but it's just a strong suggestion and I get it, you know? Um, no, I get it too. And I, I think that um, this is something I was going to say for one of the last questions that we have, but I think a really good example of this is um, of why, right? Of why, because it seems like such a, you know, like, of course, this is the time where you want to lean on somebody else. Of course, this is the time where you like, you know, natural to, um, to walk me through this, like soften it. Right. 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 But here's the thing. I had this great talk with my, um, I like maybe a year ago, I started going through this thing where I was just, um, I had been dating for a couple of months and it was not working out. Um, none of it was working out. And I was, you know, and my life was hard. It was when I was couch surfing, my cat just died. I was in yoga training. I had, you know, five pair of underwear to my name. I was just like in this like period of my life where I started doing this thing where I felt like I had paid my, I had paid my dues, you know, and that where I just was like, and that at this point I should be given a man. Right. And (laughs) yeah, totally. And I was going through this thing. I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you ever watched Sex and the City, but there was like when Charlotte just had that moment of like, where is he? And I would, I would go through that, like maybe, I don't know, once a month. And I would just yeah. like fall on my floor and just freak out and feel like the loneliest woman in the world. And I just wanted my like Prince Charming and for it just be, be done, right? Like it was just like, where is he? Send me the normal one that's going to hold my hand while I'm doing all this hard shit. Yeah. And, um, and I, I had a, I had a call with my coach and I was just telling her, I was just like, I was sobbing, sobbing and just saying, mm-hmm. I can't do this. And God keeps sending me assholes and like, where, you know, like, where is, where is this relationship? Why does everyone else get it? You know, I did this whole, like mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole sorry song and dance of why me, what's wrong with me. And mm-hmm. he said, okay, do you want to work on calling in a man now? And I was like, <sighs> I think so. And she was like, well, here's the thing, right? And she was like, if you call in a man now, you're calling in a man to this, you know? And I'm like mascara running down my face, like on Skype with her puffy and just falling, <laughs> you know? And like, she's like, yeah. you're calling in a man to this. And she mm-hmm. said, and so you can, you can absolutely do that. And she was like, but what's going to happen is you're going to call somebody that you're going to inevitably outgrow. You're moving at a, you know, you're moving, you're evolving at an exponential rate right now. Mm-hmm. And if you call somebody into this girl here today, you're not calling in the man that's going to be able to really meet the woman that you're becoming. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And for me, that was, that was kind of it, right? Like, and I still go back to that and I still kind of ask that. And I'm still not the woman that I'm, that I, that I am, that I'm, that I am becoming, if that makes any sense. I'm still growing at an exponential rate. And I still definitely am, am not who I, I guess, want to be when I call in a partner. And so, you know, like saying it, like call in a partner, I mean, you know, like I've already come on. Yeah. Like, but the truth is like, I, you can date immediately, but I don't, think I've met anybody on this path that hasn't changed 
right before my very eyes in a very, very, very short period of time. And that, that growth that you go through is just like, it is like a speeding bullet. Yeah. It's like quantum leaps. I know. Totally. yeah, Yeah. And so if you do that at an earlier stage, I think you inevitably outgrow that partner unless they're on the same sort of exponential path, you know, or you cut your path or you cut, you know, and of course there are exceptions to this, like this is not, but I think generally speaking, that's totally true. Or you cut yourself off from really getting into it, really, really like getting into the process that, that this is. And, um, I, I totally agree that. And, you know, the other piece that that brings up is like, I don't think we only meet people when we're ready and, you know, perfectly formed because certainly of course that's not the case, but I think that this is one of those things where it's really, you know, we're not 22 years old, just, you know, like we know, we know a lot now I've been married. I know I'm a mom, you know, I, I'm looking at things a lot, a lot, lot, lot differently, but my emotional, Mary Carr says it in, in lit in her memoir lit, you know, my, when she was in early sobriety, like your, your new equipment isn't operational yet, but your old equipment does not, no longer functions, like it's no longer working, but you, you know, your new stuff isn't quite ready yet. It's not formed. So you, you, and that just takes time. It's time, 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 time. Um, And I know I agree. And I, I also like want to say too, it, it's important to caveat that you, that, that shouldn't preclude you completely. Like, I think that dating, like the dating I have done has been part of my growth path as well. Oh my God. Well, I said that, you know, okay, like yeah. the relationship okay. that I've had was huge in me getting comfortable with being sober and reaching, you know, I mean, let's say like having sex sober. Yeah. <laughs> what, you know, it, that's terrifying and amazing and important. And, you know, all of those things that you, like, I didn't do anything sober for at at all. So it's those, you know, it has to be turned out on somebody and those are relationships are huge, but yeah, I agree. You're, I think the thing with you is that you're, you're at the place where you're like, you're ready to have a partner, I like want a partner. Yeah. Right. And you're not, you're done kind of dating. You're not yeah. dating casually. And so it feels like, like you're wanting to be alone is more like, no, I, I want to be with the person that I want to be with. Not, I'm not like dicking around anymore. No. And I, I think that's so well put. Thank you. That's exactly where I'm at, which is I don't want to dick around anymore and I don't want to waste my time. And if I'm going to be taking time away from, from my own personal journey, it's really going to be, it's, you know, it's got to be worth it. My, my friend the other night, he he and I were walking back from Chinese food and I was going on about Chinese food in Italy. Well, actually I did have Chinese food in Italy. Was it good? Um, yeah, it was. It was actually well. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't. It wasn't salty enough. It wasn't salty enough. That's amazing. Um, now I want Chinese no, food. I know. Um, no, but I was. I was walking back from Chinese food in San Francisco, where there is Chinese food and damn good Chinese food. And uh, my friend and I, I was just telling him about something, and um, and he he said I only have one word for you, and he stopped and he pointed at this Verizon sign we were standing under, and it was was hashtag never settle. Oh and, yes, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. And that's it. I just like, I'm done settling. I'm done settling. And I, well, I'm also I've, like wasting someone else's time, that's you know? Right. That's right. That's exactly right. So, all right. So, so let's 
let's keep moving through this. So um, how is dating different now from before? Yeah. Um, I don't really like this question. I don't know why, but I guess I haven't done a whole lot of dating, so I can't, you know, I haven't, I haven't. Um, it's mostly been with one person that I've dated, but I'll say, okay. So there are a couple things. One is it's, it's nice. Just, it's just like everything else doing it sober is you actually get to be present and experience it. And, um, and that means all pieces, you know, like frustration or, uh, nervousness or, you know, the really fun stuff. Um, I mean, it's just totally different. I was, my dating, just like everything else when I was drinking was highly motivated by the drinking. I mean, that was this, that was the goal. That was the center of it. That was, you know, that was the motivation. That's what I was doing. So everything else was in the background. And now, you know, that what I'm actually doing is, is there, you know, I'm experiencing that first, this person, you know, where, whatever we're doing, wherever we are. And it totally changes the game. Um, I've had, uh, you know, I would say like the first, first many months going on at dates, quote unquote dates was like, I felt like something was missing. Like it was, it was hard for me to go out to a restaurant and, you know, I would get like, Oh, I, w- I wish I could drink or, you know, you'd see people drinking. It was a big, I guess, trigger for me, even though that word annoys me for some reason. Um, <clears throat> but it was a, it felt like, you know, kind of like I was practicing or playing and it, it wasn't totally into it. And then, um, I don't know, I'm like learning how to do it again. I'm like learning how to, to date without drinking and it's totally different. And, you know, the question is, how is it different? I just, I guess it's just like everything else. I'm just, you know, actually there, um, versus being, versus not being either half unconscious because I'm drinking or just thinking about that or, you know, recovering from drinking, whatever. Um, I just wasn't ever really there. So, so that's probably the biggest difference. Yeah. That makes sense. And I mean, despite you not liking the question, I think you answered it really perfectly so yeah I don't know why I know I think it's funny um anyway what about you Missy uh you know oh god I don't even know how to answer this and um, my brain's half working it's we just hit 1 15 a.m um you know I think it's to be honest, what's been different is it's a lot of things. I mean, that's just like, that's like writing an epic because it's as, as time has gone on, things have changed. And I'll say, this is what's different. What's different is the same as what you said, which is I don't walk away with a foggy head. I don't walk away with, with a misunderstanding of who I was with, how I was, what happened. I walk away with a very clear picture of what that is. And I, it gives me this really great clarity to to be a witness to what this is, what my dating life is. But I will say that, you know, this was the area for me where I had the most, where I, and I still have the most growth to do. It just is. Men for me is one of the, like I said, in the very beginning, it's one of the oldest wounds, right? It's a wound that Mm -hmm. predates drinking. 
the moment I stepped into dating, I stepped into probably the most tumultuous relationship that I've ever been in Right. In a relationship. Um, and I did that. And I'm, I just say like, it's kind of because I had put it on, I imagine I pressed this big pause button when I stopped drinking and I was just mm-hmm. like, we're not going to deal with this relationship stuff yet. And then the second I took out the other stuff, the second I took out the cigarettes and the pot and the drinking and the binging and purging along came this. And this like really, I mean, I went off the rails. I went yeah. off the rails with, with him more than I've been off the rails with, with, with men when I was drinking. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, it's, I'm not going to say like, Oh, it was so different. I was so grown up. Right. No, I know what you mean. So different. All of my shit came out and yes. I called him. I mean, for a while, one of my friends was like, Oh, this is great. He's like, your psych. He's like your psycho vacuum. He's like sucking all the crazy out of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and he kind of had so many psycho vacuums. Mine has the same name as yours. We've, 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 Oh God. I know. And, um, and again, he's like, I have to say he's a, like, he has been for as much shit as I have for as much stuff as I've written about this person. And as much as I've like, um, he's been, you know, he's been the biggest ultimate learning tool he has. And he's been, yeah. I mean, as, as, as awful we've been to each other, he's actually been incredibly kind and, and a big part of my journey. But I mean, I started, I started from the bottom. I started from the ultimate bottom and I acted so out of accordance with, with all of the other areas of my life the meditation, the yoga practice the you know, like the, the philosophies I espouse, I started, I started in, in such a place with this, with this, um, this first, I would say the first time that my heart, you know, came out and came into play with another human being in this, in this period after drinking. And yep. so I went down, I went down big time. And I actually, because I just transferred my addiction and I transferred all of my stuff to this one person. And, um, and through that, I've learned more than you can. I mean, it was like the ultimate test. I mean, it brought me to my knees in ways that I can't even begin. And so, um, it's different in that I actually got to process all this stuff without a bandaid. And I got to process all this stuff with all these other tools that I had learned along the way. And I got to process this stuff with understanding that there, that every relationship is an assignment that, um, that we, you know, that even when people smite you and when people do their worst to you, that you are still like, that you can still find love for this. Like I still have such an immense amount of love for this person, even though, um, right. you know, there's been so much hatred between us, but um, also know like that you don't have to chase that relationship. You know, you don't have to be with that person. Like, isn't that a big thing of it too? It's like, you get, you get to see like these, uh, these relationships be what they are and not. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just been, and I'm, I'm not going to say that. Cause even that sounds a little bit too grown up for how I've been with this, you know, but like, I'll say that like through him and then through the other dating scenarios that I've been in what I've really seen is an evolution and a growing up and an ability to actually use instead of creating the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, I've actually been able to evolve and escalate. And so that the men that I'm dating now and the relationships that I have now are progressed. And I'm not just repeating the same 
crazy cycle with men and I'm not, and I'm still not, and I'm, you know, I still have parts of me that are healing. I do. And I'm, I'm not going to let this part of me that is, and, and this will be forever, but it, there's still this part of me that just, that does just want the fairy tale, you know, that does just want to be, um, you know, swept off of my feet and just, and have this of course. Know, like completion. But I also, um, I also am aware of that. Right. Like, whereas right. before it was, that was the end. It's now the awareness, right? Before that was the the thought, like the the thing. I'm able to now see my shit. I'm able to see my shit in all of these things. And so, dating, dating on this side of it, not just dating without drinking, but dating with doing all the things that you do to help you not drink, is like like one of the best (laughs) things that I have ever been able to experience. in in terms of of self-evolution yeah it's so funny because I we've obviously talked on many of your like and my like really bad bathroom floor moments you know (laughs) so it's funny because you know we it's a it's it's a it's a ride you know you're gone for the whole part so you can say you know it's it you're right it's like the biggest opportunity for for growth um but it's it's a lot of everything, just like I was saying. And I think that's the great part about it is like, you just get to be present. You get to be there for you what's happening. There. Yeah. I, Sarah Hepala, I think that's how you say it. Hepala. I think it's Hepala. um, who just put out, um, blackout the book said it, and part of it, like that drinking infantilized her to a great degree in relationships and just in general. And I, I think it's so true. You know, like you just said, I, to not act like a, a five-year-old. I mean, that's, that's a lot of it. It's like, you know, you, you can act like that and you do, but it's, but drinking just kept me there. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't go very far with a relationship with that because there's, there's just more and more distance between me and that other person. Even if, even if we're having a great time, even if we're, you know, it's, it's just there, it's another part in your relationship. And I experienced that deeply in my marriage. You know, that was, that was another piece of it that kept us from knowing each other fully. Um, and you know, I think you stand a much better chance when, well, I stood no chance with alcohol in the mix, but you stand a much better chance of being emotionally sober when you're when, and that's not to say mature, but just emotionally sober when you're, when you're not, when you're sober. Very well said. Very well said. All right. So we're getting close and we're at the the last question. Mm -hmm. Okay. What wisdom can you impart from your experiences? Oh God. I don't, I don't think I have any, additional things that haven't already been said really like I'm I'm very much I'm new to this I'm new to sobriety I'm new to dating I'm new to being a yeah I'm just new to it I don't have much more to add other than what I already have um the only thing I'd say is it's like most other things it's far better than I thought it was going to be far better than I thought it was going to be drinking not drinking and dating and being in relationship with people it's like it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And I didn't, you know, I didn't think I would say that. I didn't think I would, I would want it. I wouldn't want to go on a date without 
you know, having drinks before, during, after, and now it, that's fine. And so that's, that's, that's it. I don't want to add any more than that. And I, I think mm-hmm. we're both, my butt also hurts from sitting here <laughs> and it's really late where you are, but I, but all that aside, I don't think I have much more to add. Okay. So last question for you is what are, you know, what tools or what tools and wisdom would you maybe impart, uh, you know, dealing with this and dating and sobriety? Um, I think I'm the same as you, which is, I think I've probably said all the things that I need to say. Um, you know, there's, there's all the wisdom I think that you and I can possibly give is in between the lines of, of each of the stories that we've given. Um, and I also think that this is one of those things that you and I will come back to again and again. Um, yeah, I, totally. Because <laughs> even as we're like thinking, you know, we are both single right now or, you know, dating, but not, you know, not, we, neither of us are married and, you know, going through like, there's so much to alcohol and relationships. And like, I can definitely speak to my experience of being in a marriage and drinking and, you know, what that, what I know people who have been in relationships who are married and gotten sober and their partner doesn't, you know, does drink still or whatever. There's so many facets to this. Um, and then could we do a whole episode on a return to love? Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe so. Um, I would love to do that, but yeah, I think you're exactly right. And this is kind of one of those things like, which I love, which is, and I didn't think about till right now, we're giving this from a point of view of exactly where we're at right now. Like we didn't discuss um, engagements or we didn't discuss marriages and we didn't discuss, um, you know, like some of the other, you know, higher order issues that Mm -hmm. come along with us. We're talking about dating and our experiences in dating and because that's where you and I are right now. Um, And so, yeah, I love that. I love that idea that this will evolve as, really as our experiences evolve. Um, right. Totally. And we, you know, maybe our relationships, it, you know, statuses change and it's, it's, um, it's a really, it's a fascinating like topic to me. And just the fact that, you know, this conversation made me realize what it was like for me when I first started and what it's like now and how different that is, yeah. you know, really, really, really different. Um, which is, which is pretty awesome to think about. Yeah. Cause it was one of the, it was one of the most terrifying aspects for me. I was sure it was never going to happen, you know, never get to that place. And maybe I would just be fine with that. But anyway, we're, you're tired. It's like what? One thirty in the morning. It's one thirty, but I also just got a text message to meet, um, a man named Francesco for ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not done. Are, are not you going to? Oh my God. Um, yeah, there's this. So, okay. So I have to admit something. There is a new flavor of gelato that I'm obsessed with. It's not pistachio. It's called, Holly. I know it's called Casada. And um, yeah. And I'm kind of actually craving it right now quite a bit. So yeah, uh-huh. I am. I am. I would do it too. And I, if I hadn't already had ice cream before we talked, then I would get it again. But I, I do have limits. They're, uh, they're 
not money, but you know, my ice cream intake, but I'm going to go, it's still light out for like another hour. I'm going to go on a walk by the water. You're going to go have gelato uh, with Francesco. Gelato with Francesco. In festivity. And we are going to end this app. Yeah, it's been fun. I really enjoyed having this conversation. And uh, the next episode that we have is going to be where actually uh, Laura and I both have um, our own uh, letters column where we receive um, where letters we receive from readers letters from readers that are asking questions. And uh, we can't get to all the ones that we get. And so we're actually going to start bringing them onto the show. So the next episode is going to be our first letters episode where we answer one or two different letters from our uh, respective uh, blog readers, which I think is going to be just so exciting. Um, Yeah. No, that's going to be awesome. I love it. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Okay. This has been fun. I love you. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Bye-bye. That was a hard one. It was good. I was really hard. My brain is done. Why does it look like?